Hello, hello, hello. It's time for our weekly Big D football chat with Alex. Before I bring in Alex, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can not only see yesterday's tidbit on the Von Miller trade, but see all my football, baseball, soccer, betting, DFS, whatever content you want. And also check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So usually we record on Mondays, but uh, this week uh, we are recording on a Tuesday. So joining us from the other side of the state is uh, Alex. How are you doing? As always, nice to be here. Nice to be back. Got a little bit of a different day. We did it. So we did a Monday last week. We did a Thursday last week. We're doing a Tuesday this week. You never know what to expect when it comes with us. Then it's surely going to be a Saturday podcast coming, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, so um, there have been big news stories, trades, all kinds of stories. But to me, one of the biggest headlines from week eight slate was Titans stole running back Derrick Henry suffering a foot injury and uh, now will be out several games. been placed on IL, but... Uh, when you found out about the Derrick Henry injury, A, what were you thinking? And B, what was your fantasy team thinking? Because you've got a ton of Derrick Henry. Yeah, um, honestly, I'd like to say my first feeling, my first thoughts were uh, thoughts and prayers to Derrick Henry, but I was a little selfish. I immediately went to my fantasy team to see what my backups were going to be for the rest of the year. But you know, it, it sucks. I mean, he, Derrick Henry is the absolute, without a question, number one running back in the NFL, whether it's fantasy or in regular life. I mean, we have not seen a running back like Derrick Henry since, I don't know, I mean, Jim Brown, maybe. It's, 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 he's a one-of-a-kind running back. He's absolutely a joy to watch play football. And I think one of the most, I think one of the football players that, um, uh, you, every fan of the NFL would, uh, would not want to see get hurt because he's just such a fun football player to watch. I mean, throwing, throwing football players to the ground like they're high schoolers. I mean, it definitely – I mean, it sucks for the Titans offense. Um, it sucks for NFL fans everywhere, and it sucks for my fantasy team. But, yeah, it's really definitely disappointing to hear, uh, hear about Derrick Henry. Yeah, so um... – how do you think Derrick Henry's absence affects the Tennessee Titans? Because when I think of Tennessee's offense, I think of Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. So now you take away the best running back in football. And obviously, I don't care who you bring in. I mean, the Titans brought in Adrian Peterson, but he's 36 years old. He's not going to be the read back like he was in Minnesota. So... Do you think this is going to be Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, which hasn't been bad the last couple of weeks? Yeah, no, A.J. Brown's definitely been stepping it up lately. Uh, I mean, uh, you have to think. It, it only makes logical sense that Tennessee is going to be throwing the ball some more. Uh, obviously, that offense ran through Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is a capable quarterback. A.J. Brown, you know, obviously he's had an up-and-down year this season, but uh, he's got the talent uh, to really lead an offense. And Julio Jones, I mean – 
Julio Jones has been frustrating me all season just because I I've got a couple of shares of him in fantasy. I really, I, you know, when you draft Julio Jones in fantasy, you know, he's going to miss a couple of games, but you expect in the games that he plays, that he's going to, he's going to uh, step up for you. Hasn't quite been the case for him, but uh, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee is um, you know, they're needing people to step up. Obviously they've got, what's his name? You know, when you, when you've got a Derrick Henry in your backfield backups don't really matter. So I think his name is, McNichols, I think, Henry is their backup Mc, running back. Like, some like Henry McNichols or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, he's been a popular waiver wire ad, I think, this week. But you know, I think they're not done bringing people in. Obviously, you said they got uh, Adrian Peterson. You know, didn't do too great with Detroit in his last stint. Obviously, he's getting older. Jeremy One McNichols. Of, sorry, Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols. There you go. You know, Adrian Peterson's getting older. He's uh, very clearly not the running back that he once was in Minnesota, where he was the uh, unquestionable best running back in the league for a long time. But, um, you know, I think they're going to make another move. It's it's trade deadline days, so whether they trade for a guy or there's plenty of running backs out in free agency that they could pick up. Uh, they're definitely I think they're definitely not done addressing this, uh, addressing that position. I mean, if, if the Baltimore Ravens can bring in three veteran running backs to, to cycle in, I'm sure Tennessee can pick up another guy or two. So, you know, I, like you like we said, I mean, I definitely think that they're going to start leaning on Tannehill a little bit more. I think he's I think Tannehill's a guy who who can handle that responsibility. I mean, he's a good passer. Not he's not he I wouldn't call him a leader or anything, but he can get the job done, especially with some weapons and uh definitely bring in a couple extra bodies in the backfield. And obviously, like, Sunday night's game against L.A. was going to be very difficult. But you know what? With Mike Vrabel, I think he's a comp- – I think he's a really small, really adaptable head coach. I think the times will be fun. I'm fine. And you look at it, Tennessee may be in the right division where they can with well, they can keep the ship floating with Derrick Henry – and then you get him back in December, January, and let's face it, I don't want to fa- I don't want to tackle Derrick Henry when the weather gets cold, but you get a fresh Derrick Henry for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point, Dylan. Because I mean, in that AFC South, it's it's a whole lot of nothing behind Tennessee. I mean, Indy's the closest rival to three and five. I mean, they had a terrible start this season. They turned it around a little bit. But they're not threatening Tennessee, even without Derrick Henry, for that division title. So and Tennessee's on- already got in the tiebreaker because they beat Indy home and away. They beat yeah. Indy home and away. Yeah. So I mean, Tennessee's all but locked up first place in the AFC South. Um, so it's just, it, I mean, and like I said, I mean, you made a great point. You get, obviously, you don't want Derrick Henry to get hurt, but if it's going to happen, you'd rather ha- you'd rather it happen now with an opportunity for him to to rest to heal. Uh, get some, get some ice baths in, uh, relax his body a little bit and bring him in. Maybe, you know, the timetable is still a little murky right now, but if you can get him for your first playoff game or even win a playoff game, get him back for the second playoff game. Like you said, you got a well-rested Derrick Henry. That sounds like a scary sight for uh, AFC teams in January uh, or in December or January. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not a great situation for Titans fans, but it's definitely not a uh, our season is doomed situation for Titans fans. Yeah. And I mean, maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan Tanner could run the ball. I mean, he used to play wide receiver at Texas a Maybe he could 
run the ball and catch the ball. I mean, Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill's fully capable of running the rock. I mean, he. Uh, I remember in his time in Miami, we we had many different, like, uh, designed run plays for Tannehill, whether it's a read option, whether it's just a boot out. I mean, Tannehill is definitely athletic. Obviously, you know, everyone, I think, at this point knows he played receiver for Texas A&M. But uh, he's an athletic guy. He runs hard. He, and uh, he, uh, you know, he's definitely not. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be like your go-to guy at run, at, uh, for running the ball. But, I mean, third and ones, fourth and ones, or just like a, a, a an option player or a scramble. I mean, he can definitely get the job done on the ground. All right, but uh, let's move on a little bit. You know, um, there was a football game this weekend. Actually, not quite this weekend. It was, well, it was Sunday night. Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings. We got a little bit of a, uh, you know, Dak Prescott was a game time decision. Not a lot of people are quite sure if he was going to be able to play this week. Uh, Turns out he wasn't. And how did his replacement do, Dylan? Well, let's see. Usually the big statement with the Dallas Cowboys is how about them Cowboys? Well, after Sunday night's win against the Vikings, it's how about them Coopers? Yeah. Because Cooper Rudge in his first NFL start looked like looked better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he did. I mean, uh, Rudge was unbelievable in that game. 24-40, two touchdowns against a really well-coached Viking team on the road in a hostile environment. And the Cowboys – I mean, nobody gave the Cowboys the prayer to win on Sunday night when they heard Dak was out. I mean, the line switched from, like, Dallas being a full-point favorite to Minnesota being a favorite, and Dallas won by four. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Vegas – I mean, you, sometimes Vegas originally knows what they're talking about. I guess uh, when, with Dak going down, you know, they were wrong on that one. And I think a lot of the country was. I don't think a lot of people expected Cooper Rush to uh, have the performance he did. But credit to him. Credit to uh, Amari Cooper. I mean, 8 for 22, touchdown. 8 uh, for 22. Yep, yep. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a good day as well, going over 100 yards. I mean, the Dallas offense is good. I mean, we were we were concerned about the Dallas offense coming into the year just based on Dak's injury and and if C.D. Lamb would step up, you know, he's a young receiver. It, it's it's it was time for him to make that step. I mean, he's obviously he has talent, but uh, he's got to step into a solid number two behind Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper had a little bit of question marks around him this offseason too. So that Dallas offense is 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 definitely here to play. I mean. Cooper Cooper Rush stepped in for De- for Dak Prescott had a great football game and they uh, ended up moving on to six and one so I mean that's you can't really ask for anything better than that if you're the Dallas Cowboys being sitting with a five and one record your starting quarterback goes down and you bring in a guy who's able to uh, get you the victory so uh, obviously uh, the the one uh, disappointing thing I think for the Cowboys is uh, Diggs not quite being able to uh, continue his interception streak but. I mean, the man's still having an amazing season. It's just, I'm, I'm sure he wanted to uh, keep that streak going for another game. Uh, I think I'll, I think I'll take a win of an interception in the end of the week. Absolutely, but pretty cool stat going going seven games in a row with an interception with in the first seven games to start the season. I mean, he's I I remember Miami fans were ecstatic when Xavier Howard was doing it a couple of years back, and. Uh, Looks, looks, Diggs is uh, on track to pass his, to pass his double-digit uh, interception score. So, 
Uh, other than that, I mean, we're talking about quarterbacks coming in, stepping up uh, when the team needs when the team needs them. A couple quarterbacks who came in and made a difference last uh, this week. I mean, who do we go to? Let's go to. I mean, probably the biggest upset of the week. I think the New York Jets going in there. First game of the career for his quarterback, and they take down the Cincinnati Bengals. What do you think of that game? I I was thinking, first off, everybody's eliminated screwed because Cincinnati lost. And secondly, I can't believe I'm saying this. Is Mike White better than Zach Wilson? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if 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 he plays like he did this week, then absolutely he's better than Zach Wilson. I mean, 37 and 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. I heard a stat, I'm not sure if it's 100% true, that Mike White and Cam Newton will be are now like the only two quarterbacks to have a 400-yard pass today in their NFL starting debut. I mean, you can't ask for numbers better than that. I mean, I, he had the two picks. I guess you could take those away. But other than that, I mean, that's a, almost a perfect game. It's I, I I know I saw um how many passing yards did, did Patrick Mahomes have last night? Uh, not that many, not anywhere near that many. Did you see? I, I don't know if you saw. There was a guy who put who put money on what the kid's name. Uh, I don't even remember. Mike 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 White, right? Mike White. Someone put money on Mike White to have the most passing yards uh in uh of the week, and uh, that man made a a pretty penny on that bet after uh, Patrick. I think, Pat, well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is really obviously Daniel Jones, but I don't think he was too worried about Daniel Jones hitting 405. But, uh, you know, congrats to that guy. Congrats to Mike White and congrats to the New York Jets who just moved ahead of Miami for uh, third place in the AFC East, which is even de- more depressing to say than it is to uh, live, I think. But um, no, the Jets stepped it up. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know what I don't know what happened to them there. I mean, they've they've been a hot team this year. You still put up thirty one points, but their defense apparently was not able to have any answers for Mike White. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean not able to have any answers? Speaking of answers, can you can you figure out what the heck happened on that third down penalty, or maybe a phantom penalty of you in Cincinnati? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the refs have been a hot topic this entire season. They've been there's been some atrocious calls, and that was absolutely one of them. But you know, at the end of the day, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan and you're blaming the ref for that call against the New York Jets, you've got to take a look in the mirror because if you're if you're really getting upset that one one terrible call as terrible as it was. And, and of course it should have never happened and whatever and whatever and whatever, but you're playing the New York jets. You're not only are you playing the New York jets, you're playing the New York jets with a quarterback who's ever started a game in the NFL. I don't want to hear a single thing from Cincinnati Bengals fans about how the refs cost them that game, because you should not be as good as that football team is. There should be no way in H E double hockey sticks that, <laughs> that you should be allowing the referees to sway a game against the New York jets. I mean, Bengals fans. Yeah. You can get upset over the call, but you should be more upset with your team for allowing Mike white to put 405 yards on your defense. That's all I got to say. Maybe you should have done a better job in stopping Michael Carter because it's not like the Jets yeah. have got a great wide number one receiver. You don't have Jamal Chase or T. Higgins. 
Yeah, Michael Carter definitely had himself a day. I, I, I'm, and you know, with some bye, bye weeks going on, I know a couple fantasy uh, players might have thrown him in there without much uh, other option, and he definitely rewarded them. And then, how about backup quarterbacks? How about Trevor Simeon? Yeah, when I saw Trevor Simeon play, I'm like, wait a minute, I remember placing Peyton Manning in Denver, and I'm like, what the. Yeah, I didn't even know Trevor Simeon was on the Saints roster, to be honest, until I, you know, I was, I had a, a special event at work on Sunday. I did not get to watch much football, but I was able to come home and watch that game. And I'll tell you what, when I saw Trevor Simeon was throwing the football, I was like, I honestly thought he was still with Denver. I didn't even know where he was. I mean, but shout out to him. I mean, Jameis Winston goes out early and he comes in and steps up. I mean, I think the defense obviously deserves a lot of credit in that game. And, and honestly, I can't remember and tell and tell me if I'm wrong, but I cannot remember a worse two minute drill by Tom Brady that I have ever seen. I mean, they had an opportunity. You've got I mean, everyone knows you can't give Tom Brady time on the clock in a one score football game. And every and I think everyone was thinking it. Everyone was saying it when the New Orleans Saints scored that go ahead uh, scored to go ahead. I mean, you got to think it's Tom Brady. I mean, there's no way Tampa's going to lose this game. I, I mean, Bad, bad passes, incompletes, players can't, players can't stay in bounds when they do catch the, or can't get out of bounds when they do catch the ball. And honestly, a really bad throw by Tom Brady, Tom Brady on the interception. It was a bad read. It was double coverage. The safety made a great play on the ball, but the, the ball wasn't there. He threw it, he threw it past him. He threw it a little, uh, he let him a little too much. And, and I put that on Tom Brady. It was a terrible two minute drill and they really couldn't get anything going. And, you know, credit to the Saints defense. They stepped up, made a play, won the game. But, you know, it was definitely surprising for me to see Tom Brady not be able to march that team down the field because we've seen him do it so many times. I mean, but you look at it, the Saints have his number. A lot like what happened when uh, Tom Brady played in Miami as a Patriot. It seems like some teams have got your number. I mean, New Orleans is 3-0 against Brady in the regular season. Now, Saints fans would say, well, he won. He won the playoff game when Breeze and the Saints committed four turners. So maybe you get the Saints in the playoffs, and then Tom Brady turns back into Tom Brady and Drew Brees, or now probably Taysom Hill with Winston yeah. off the year, right? Commits four turns, but some teams have got your number, and the Saints might not be the sexiest team offensively, but of course with Kamara. Now we'll see if the Saints can add a wide receiver in the next 75 minutes because Odell Beckham might make the Saints a legitimate force in the NFC. But I mean the Saints for losing a Hall of Fame quarterback are not doing that bad this year. Right. Yeah, and they don't even have Michael Thomas. I mean, I was one I, I the Saints team, like you said, I mean, they might be in the market for a wide receiver. Michael Thomas has been sitting on that on that IR spot. I mean, everyone's I know a lot of fantasy, a lot of fantasy players drafted him late in drafts, dashed him in their IR spot and uh, are just kind of patiently waiting or impatiently waiting for him to make his return. But, you know, it hasn't happened yet. It seems like he's getting a little closer, but uh, obviously that week six mark hit and he wasn't activated. So, you know, he's obviously not quite ready yet, but. I mean, with a talent like with a talent like Michael Thomas, you you have to think he can only help he can only help the uh, offense. So, you know, they've definitely got an interesting rest of the season, especially with Jameis Winston on IR. Um, whether it's Simeon, whether it's um, uh, uh, Taysom Hill, 
you know, it's definitely going to be a, a interesting uh, New, New Orleans Saints offense for the rest of the season. But, you know, I'm hoping that that offense runs through Kamara like it has in so many times in the past. But uh, they will definitely be a team to uh, team to look for in the next hour, 15 minutes of this trade deadline. And I keep looking at my phone to see if I see if there's any uh, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter tweets. I haven't seen much. negative. Yeah, nothing going on yet. But uh, whether they make a play there or they look for a free agent, obviously with Michael Thomas coming in, you know, they've got some reinforcements or potential for reinforcements. So that Saints, that Saints team could be a different team by the end of the season, but we'll see. I mean, they got Brady's number this week. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to have Brady's number too often. So I, I think Tampa Bay will be okay. Yeah, I still think Tampa is in that Super Bowl bubble. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely, I mean, the NFC is definitely tough this year. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams in the NFC. I mean, I don't know if Tampa can get past um, the Rams. That's going to, I hope that's the NFC championship game because, you know, Tom, the Rams getting, getting an opportunity. I, think I, can, I, could get, I can get, I could get one better. How about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Port Dose? Yeah. I mean, that would be fun too. I'm not going to lie, but I think the Rams trying to get, trying to get revenge on Tom Brady for, uh, the Super Bowl with that he had in New England would be a fun one to watch too. There's a lot. There's like I mean, like we said, there's there's a lot of competition in the NFC. I think a lot, especially more, uh, a lot more than on the AFC. So it'll definitely be a fun uh, second half of the season to uh, to keep our eye on and see who see who's really stepping out at, um, as the rest of the season goes. But it is time our newly adored favorite segment of the week. It's rant time, and Dylan has a rant on two specific teams this week. So, uh, Dylan, floor is yours. Yeah, probably the most interesting game for fantasy football players on Sunday was the uh, Eagles-Lions game. And be honest with you, I'm pissed about it. I am. I was so pissed about that game. <laughs> Who's got who's got Jalen? Who used Jalen Hurts in a fantasy football or DFS lineup on Sunday? I did. Who used Kenneth Gainwell? I did. Who used Dallas Goddard? Well, Dallas Goddard was okay. Who used DeAndre Swift? Not me, but I know a lot of people did. You did. <laughs> yes. Who used TJ Hawkinson? Actually, Hawkinson was fine. Hawkinson is okay. I had him. What what happened on Sunday with Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, and DeAndre Swift was absolutely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And absolutely tilted. Jalen Hurts threw 14 freaking passes in 2021. I know the Eagles ran the ball 46 times. Trust me, the Lions couldn't stop. You won't be running the ball right now. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 14 times. And you know who scored the Eagles touchdowns on Sunday? Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Yeah. Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. So all the Kenneth Gamer owners were pissed. All the Jalen Hurts owners thinking he was going to run in for or throw a touchdown. And I don't know if you saw this in the first quarter. They asked Jalen Hurts would have thrown a passing touchdown, but yet they called the they called the player short. So then the Eagles ran it in the next play. So it really just put me on tilt. 
it's really annoying when you see when you make a line that you make a line if you like and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts is not scoring points. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw the ball for 103 yards and ran that 71 world rushing. It's really annoying when you put in a great line of thinking it's going to win and all of a sudden it doesn't because he's not scoring the touchdowns. I mean, I play a lot of DFS and Jalen Hurts was my quarterback in catch and tournaments thinking they're playing the Detroit Lions this weekend. Mm -hmm. The Detroit Lions, with like one of the worst, if not the NFL's worst, run defense. Jim Hurts made the most sense of quarterback. He was the catch game lock. Everybody used him, and he pooped his pants. <laughs> he pooped his pants. Yeah, you even you gave a lineup to me. You're like, hey, if you want to win some money this week, I've got a daily fantasy lineup for you. And Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell were two players, I believe, that were in that lineup. And oh, actually, actually, until eleven thirty, but uh, and then Kenneth Gainwell, everybody picked them up, picked up Kenneth Gainwell in fantasy football. Yeah, and all of a sudden, gets to score in the touchdowns. Not Boston, not 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 Jalen Hurts, not Kenneth Gainwell, but Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Really? Yeah. Really. Really? I don't want to hear anything about Jordan Howard either because that man was a bum when he came to Miami too. So of course he's scoring touchdowns in Philadelphia, but yeah, no, that, that was, and you know, honestly, I, I told you before the, before the Sunday slate, I really thought Detroit was going to win that football game. I had a weird feeling that Detroit was going to, cause I mean, Detroit's looked pretty decent. It's just, they can't, they can't pull the game out. And I, I don't have too much faith and confidence in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, Obviously, Miles Sanders owners have been pissed all year because they just don't know how to handle the running back room. It's it's the weirdest committee I've ever seen. They just and, and Miles Sanders seems to be the most talented running back in that backfield room, but they can't they don't want to give him the ball for some reason. So I was I was confident in uh, Dan Campbell's ability to uh, outcoach uh, Peterson, right? What's his first name? I have, uh, he's not the Eagles coach. They're irrelevant anyway, but. Um, you know, I, I really thought Detroit was going to pull out their first win this week. So not only did Jalen Hurts and all of these Eagles fantasy players not do anything, but they also took the win away from my uh, bragging rights on that prediction. So screw you, Eagles. And you know what was the biggest tilt on Sunday? DeAndre Swift, because like an hour and a half before line, before line of lock, Jamal Williams was ruled inactive. And I wanted DeAndre Swift in like all my DFS lineups. Mm-hmm thinking he's going to get all the work, score all the touchdowns, and then all of a sudden, he did nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. He ran the ball 12 times for 27 yards. Really. And then I'm watching, like, the game in the, like, red zone in the third quarter. I saw DeAndre Swift get a, get a pass, and all of a sudden, he fumbled the freaking football. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, definitely not a great game uh, for fantasy purposes. For, for I mean, for really anything. I mean, I'm I, like I said, I didn't watch too much football this weekend, but I'm glad I did not watch that game. That's for sure. I would have been, I would have been tilting. So I would have been tilted watching that game if I were DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts. Or oh, Kenneth game on fantasy football, and that game would have tilted me for 
all Halloween. I may have eaten all my Halloween, my trick-or-treating candy before the game would have been over. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, you know, the good thing about fantasy is there's always next week. There's always a chance to reset, you know, move your lineups around, get players in off by. I'm very excited to have Hollywood Brown come back into my starting lineups in the leagues. I have him because he's been a stud this year. Um, it's, it's, you know, that's the great thing about fantasy football is you can, is you can move right past, right, right past it, especially in daily. I mean, and, and you loved your da- daily fantasy. I mean, that's, that's a fresh start every week. So, uh, you know, you didn't hit this week, Dylan, but uh, there's always next week to see if you can uh, put together the perfect lineup. Hey, I somehow beat you last week. You did. It was close. I, I you know, I, I had a couple games in on you, and uh, I, was, I, I, was, I was, I was, I saw when I got off work that uh, you ended up beating me by two points. But you know, congratulations, congratulations on that. That wasn't the only fantasy matchup I lost by this week by two points this week. Amari Cooper's late touchdown. Uh, well, after he had his hamstring being worked on with a softball on the sidelines, I'm watching. I was watching. I should have done this for a rant because this one really pissed me off. I'm watching this Cowboys Vikings game. I see Amari Cooper on the sideline. I'm winning by two points. For, well, first of all, I was winning by 14. He makes that juggling catch that the defensive back should have intercepted and it bounced right into his hands. Makes another catch down the sideline. Goes off, goes off on off the field for three, four plays working on his hamstring. I'm thinking I'm good to go. Comes in for one play and catches a touchdown pass. I lose by two. So I there's a mini rant for you. I hate Amari Cooper this week. I hate the Dallas Cowboys this week because I really I was playing the second place team and I was in third place. And we would have been, I would have taken him over for second place. So mini rant right there. Screw you, Amari Cooper. Screw you, Dallas Cowboys. You cost me, you cost me in my big money fantasy league this year, this week. So Whoop, whoop, whoop. We got a little two for one rant special there on our Tuesday episode. It's it's two for one Tuesday here at uh the Big D podcast. But so will there be any Kenneth Gainwell in your fantasy lineups this weekend? Not at all. Kenneth Gainwell will be hitting waivers <laughs> as soon as uh my waiver requests process tomorrow. So you can say sayonara, sayonara to Kenneth Gainwell on my fantasy team. Avita saying it like a, I'm trying to think of what the uh, other languages would be for goodbye. Yeah. Adios, ciao, sayonara, all of them and any of them. Kenneth Gainwell it will no longer be on going to a championship. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my rosters. Yeah. So, so uh, thanks for hopping on, Alex. And, uh, we wish you Dolphins well against the Texans this weekend. And, uh, oh, yeah, my Jags get the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Oh, gosh, we're going to get killed. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Like I said, always a pleasure to be here. It's always fun talking to you about the football slate. Uh, fins up. Good luck to your Jaguars. Yeah, we need it this weekend. We'll be like 18-point dogs against the Bills. <laughs> yeah.